0: Welcome to another episode of the brand called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host Ashutosh Garg and today I'm privileged to welcome a very very accomplished professional from Singapore, Wendy Wong. Wendy, welcome to the show.
1: Hi,
2: hi, nice to meet you and thanks for having me on the show.
0: Thank you. Wendy is the head and co-founder of 55 Minutes Private Limited. She's a human-centered designer and mentor. She's a member of the Uncommon Community and she's a mentor on the ADP list. So Wendy, before we start talking about 55 minutes, tell me a little bit about your own journey.
2: Right, Um, I think for me, um, I I was always a designer at heart.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I love making things beautiful and I love beautiful things, Mm. you know Um, but I I never um, really started out thinking that I'm going to be a boss I'm going to be uh, founding my own company Uh, that was never on my mind Um, I like to um, do things and produce things and just be in the background and let others shine Mm. but I think what I've Um, learned so far about myself is that uh, yet there is a part of me that believes that um, I can make a difference
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I can make this thing better, I can make this place better, I can help someone be better Mm -hmm. and I've come to realize that in order for me to fulfill that I need to be in the forefront, Mm -hmm. I need to have a voice And I need to come out of that shell. And Mm. and that's where I am at today. I I, I founded my own um design company with another co-founder and I'm leading teams and you know, really finding myself even here in front of you Mm. doing this podcast, you know, which is something that I probably would have never thought of doing um some years back. So really just keeping an open mind and going with where I need to go in order to fulfill um, my vision, I think that's something that I'm learning.
0: Oh wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about 55 minutes Private Limited. Tell me about what you're doing here and what is behind this unique name? Ah,
2: yes. Um. So, I think to go into that that name story, the story behind our name, I have to first talk a little bit about um. Why, uh, I even started this this company. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, I love to make things beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as a uh, as a designer, um, a large part of my work was always based on answering clients' briefs, mm-hmm. right? So the client would come to me, and they would expect me to deliver exactly what they tell me to do. Hmm. Or design was always based on um the designer's taste or what was trending.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so so a large part of the work was based on just making sure that things are are, are pretty and and, and the, the brief is being met, and that was it. Um and there was nothing wrong with that, honestly. But for a long time I felt that something was missing in, in this whole process.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was when I then chanced upon the concept of um, human centered design. All mm. right, I was I was very intrigued. I I read up more about it. I signed up for courses and workshops to to understand what is human centered design mm. and what it seeks to do. Mm. Um. And so the more I understand it, I felt something finally click. Mm-hmm. You know, which uh. So so I was talking about something was always missing, right? And what was missing was what was the users themselves
1: mm-hmm.
2: um because at the discussion table we would have product owners designers developers um marketing and sales people all present you know everyone is there at the table except the users themselves mm-hmm. so so the, the um so my co-founder and I decided to to bring the users back mm-hmm. into the center of the discussion mm-hmm. and we want them represented at the discussion table you mm-hmm. know we don't want to spend time just creating yet another product that no one, no one wants or, or no one finds useful,
1: mm.
2: and and so this whole essence of human centered design mm. revolves around us as designers asking questions and mm. asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. So the name came about because Albert Einstein was quoted saying that you know if he was given. An hour to mm-hmm. solve a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. He'll take
2: the first fifty-five minutes asking the right questions, and then wow. he'll take the five minutes to solve the problem.
1: <laughs> and okay. and
2: that is that is such a good um you know representation of the work that I want to do of asking course. the right questions, mm. and that's why we're called fifty-five minutes.
0: How mm. wonderful! What a, what yeah. a great response to how you got your name. Thank you. So uh Wendy, my next question is why is UX or user experience becoming so important in designing? Mm.
2: Um so so you see, when I was um sharing just now about how you know uh it
0: used to work
1: mm.
2: just by meeting a client's brief, right? Or just based on what's t- trending. Um now user experience, however, focuses on the users, right? So it, it it kind of brings you back to what was the problem that you're even trying to solve in the mm. first place mm. why do you even have to design this product or or this um tool or this platform um why does this matter right surely it was because there was a problem to begin with and you needed the design to solve the problem mm. um and at the same time uh, the whole human-centered framework, you know, and just really focusing on the users itself,
1: hmm.
2: um, doesn't just look at uh, users alone. Hmm. It does, however, guide you to say, this is where you should start. Start by looking into the users' needs and understanding their goals and pain points. Hmm. But it also demands us as designers, right, um to look at whether or not the solution that we're going to put out is viable as a business mm-hmm. and, and whether it's also um, something that's feasible to build and mm-hmm. maintain when it comes okay. to te- technology, right? So, mm-hmm. so the users is just one part and it's a good place to start, mm-hmm. but you also need to look at the business viability and the feasibility in terms of the technology. Mm-hmm. So user experience design is important, not just because it's, it makes users' lives better. It mm-hmm. also helps businesses to reach their goals and um help businesses to become more strategic in um what they decide to mm-hmm. put into the world. Mm-hmm. right. so so the the five main things that i I find um is a good way to to kind of help everybody remember, yeah, why does user experience matter at the end of the day is that number one, um you want to spend time on problem solving Mm. and not on designing stuff that no one else needs or already exists right number two um if you understand who you're designing for and if you really know the crux of the problem then Mm. you can create the solution with confidence right it's not something that you're doing out of chaos correct yeah and i think um with all that right the the business gets the benefit because you now know that you're you're putting out something that will help you to increase the adoption rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's reducing waste in terms of your time and your your investment of your money. And if it's something that users like to use and find useful, um, you're gonna gain their sense of loyalty. Correct, and that's where the revenue is.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Well said. Well said. So my next question to you is that, you know, every time you sit down with any user to understand their needs, Mm. there are always constraints as well,
1: Mm. from every
0: user, you know, it could be uh, where the design will fit in, it could be budget, it could be anything else. How do you balance the needs and constraints of the user and the business when designing your products?
2: uh oh, yeah that always happens such a good question <laughs> um so i find what has been helpful for us is um having very open minded and humble conversations with the business owner because uh it is inevitable that when a business owner engages us and, and comes to us and say look i have this challenge and i need you to to help us with it um it's inevitable that they already have some goals in mind, right? And some um, outcomes that they can envision. So we cannot expect uh, and demand them to immediately understand the processes that we have and embrace all the outcomes that uh, we put up to them. You know, it, it, I, I think um, we need to understand that as designers, we have to practice a bit of patience Mm-hmm. And also speak in the language that business owners understand
1: mm-hmm.
2: because we we designers tend to have our design speak as well, right? And it's very natural. um all the jargons and the and the and the, and the words that we use
1: um, Correct.
2: yeah, but but it can make the business owner feel um unsafe, right? When they do not understand something, they don't start to they they, they don't feel safe and they're not assured that their interests are being looked after. So, when we speak in the language that they understand, mm. um they are also more open and willing to listen to what okay. we have to say. So here we are as designers, what we're saying is we are representing um your customers and we're telling you their stories and mm. their pain points and their challenges, and we're saying, look, listen and pay attention to them because mm. this is a major roadblock. And um and then we also need to extend our empathy mm-hmm. to not just the users, but to the business owners. Yeah. Okay. We also need to listen to them in return to say, okay, tell us now, um, what are your goals? And mm-hmm. what are your pain points? And, and what your priorities are? Mm-hmm. And then with that sort of open conversations to really see how can we balance it all? Mm-hmm. How can we make sure that the key pain points of your customers and users are being solved at the same time that's um helping you to drive your um, business strategies or meet your business goals um in terms of like for example if it's a budget constraint for example then obviously we want to be proposing solutions that are practical for them mm. to adopt as well so it's about, can we also make some compromise and say, okay, if this is the ideal case, but for some reason, that's not possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, It's not one or zero, right? But the beauty of design is, okay, what, what can we do? What can we change mm-hmm. to make sure that it's not completely something that the users cannot enjoy, but at the same time, it's still something the business can
0: manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. Well said. My next question to you, Wendy is that how do you uh, as the designer uh, keep up with the latest design trends and technology advancements? I mean, it seems to be changing every day.
2: I know. I I laugh because I'm barely able to keep up. Um, <laughs> okay. You're so right. Things are changing so fast. Right. Um, There is always so much to learn and so little time, right? right. I mean, if you really think about it, it's it's just been a while back uh, when everyone was talking about Web 3.0 and Metaverse, yeah. and we were barely able to wrap our heads around them, right? Mm. And then fast forward to the, today, look at how the narrative has changed.
0: Correct.
2: We, we're suddenly all talking about chat
0: GPT, right? Chat GPT this... 4.0.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this artificial know. intelligence chatbot, and it was just only launched in, um what?
1: November. Late last year? Right. No, yeah. yeah,
2: November last year. Yeah. Um, it's really difficult, I would say. I, I would like to hear how you keep up with the trends as well. Um, but I think what helps me is that I like to read. So I think that's an advantage, mm. right, that I have. So I make sure that um I'm part of uh active communities who care about design and technologies as well. Mm. So so through these communities, you know, they would they would send you newsletters, they would um push out events. And so just me glancing at those key topics covered mm-hmm. by their newsletters or their events, um, it will really give me a quick sense of like, okay, where things are going. Right. right. Um, and then I kind of also subscribe to uh Google Alerts, which does the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. they just capture basically um what the latest news are. And I I kind of try to see if there are patterns emerging. Hmm. So when there is a pattern emerging, I will then only pick one or two news articles to read. Because that's probably the the most amount of time I can spend,
0: right?
2: Yeah. So so that's been helpful.
1: That's been
0: helpful. Well said. Yeah. The next question that I have for you, Wendy, is that you know, when I've spoken to many designers, Hmm. and one of the challenges for every designer is how do you make your designs accessible for mm. everybody i'd love to get your perspective on that
2: mm. um accessible design this topic is something that uh, more and more people are paying attention to okay and that's exciting because it is actually close to the heart of human-centered design,
1: hmm.
2: right? Making sure that uh, people with all kinds of abilities hmm. are included in your design. Correct. That's that's Correct. what accessible design and inclusive design is all about.
1: Correct. Um,
2: And that's what human-centered design is about. It's just really, again, bringing back the human, right, hmm. into the hmm. center of the conversation. Hmm. Um, And what is also exciting about accessible design is that Um, it doesn't just benefit the users themselves, but it benefits the business as well. So I think this is something that um, more businesses need to to kind of like think about. Um, So how do we ensure that um, in the work that we do, we really keep them in mind, right? Mm. Um, I would say number one is just being mindful, first of all, because I think sometimes it's not like we as designers intentionally leave them out. It's mm-hmm. just that we are so um used to doing certain things in a certain way
1: mm-hmm.
2: that um, it takes a lot more effort to kind of like be conscious and be more aware and recognize mm-hmm. that, hey, 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 we are actually leaving people out of this.
1: Correct. You know,
2: every decision that we make that includes a certain profile of people mm-hmm. is actually us excluding other profiles.
1: Hmm.
2: right so just being aware of that first i think is important
1: hmm.
2: all right because when we say okay we're going to include this profile of users other profiles are being excluded and hmm. and that happens when we have our own biases hmm. so just being aware and then that awareness needs to lead to an action hmm. so then we need to intentionally seek out okay um what are the opportunities where we can be a lot more inclusive than mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. all right um because when it comes to um web design for example mm-hmm. um there are a lot of resources online that you can use as a checklist or a guideline where you, you know it already tells you that okay for your website to be more accessible you need to make sure that the contrast is there the use of fonts is like this and and that right so that's not difficult to do but it's really you realize that the resource and the tools are there but it's us as the humans making that intentional de- decision to say yes i'm going to integrate all this
0: well said yeah well yeah. said uh my, name, my next question to you is uh, you know let's talk a little bit about 55 minutes now um tell me a little bit about the kind of team culture you have at 55 minutes because they're all a bunch of young developers mm. so what is the kind of culture that you are building in your organization
2: um right so i am a i'm very big on collaboration uh so so the team um we, we are a very collaborative team very uh, we don't work in silos. We mm. we really believe that not any single one of us would have all the answers at, at any point of time. Mm. So the value of being collaborative mm. is that it really makes us better problem solvers. Mm. It, it just Just really listening to someone else's perspective and uh, getting someone else in the team to say, can you give me a feedback on that, or what do you think of this? And uh, I think even in terms of creative work, um, having a lot more, you know, of our heads coming together, um, sharing that same goals, right? To say that yeah, we want to make this better, and so so uh, more heads coming together and brainstorming and ideating really gives us a lot more of that option to say, oh, I haven't thought of this. Mm. Oh yeah, this is this is interesting. Let's look more into that. Or you know, when I mentioned this now about our own biases, right? Just being collaborative also makes sure that we don't just carry our own biases mm. throughout the whole design journey. We're like, hey, I didn't think of that. Can you you know tell me more? What makes you say that? And just being open to different people's perspectives and ideas. Um that is important. So that's the culture that I have um, always wanted to, to um, build in, in 55 minutes. Mm.
1: Um,
2: and at the same time, uh, really being empathetic as, as people. Mm. Um, empathy is the key uh, element in human-centered design, mm. in user experience design. Um, so, of course, as an organization, mm. we want to make sure that we're leaving that out, right? at the yeah. same time uh, as um as an organization i think the way that i want to make decisions and um the way i want to um engage the the team and the way they interact with each other mm-hmm. uh, i think it's also equally important that we apply empathy um to each other so i would say um yeah these two keywords uh, is the basis of of the culture that that I'm hoping to build. Wonderful, great
0: response. Thank you. So time for two more questions for you, Wendy, and I'd like Mm. to now move to Uncommon. You know, I was Ah. was reading about you, I was so fascinated with the names, 55 Minutes, Uncommon. Uh, Tell me about the Uncommon community and how is it helping helping women to network better?
2: Mm. You know, I, I have to agree with you that I love the name. It was what caught my attention, you know, when I first uh when I first um heard about this uh platform for female leaders. And I I, I love it because you know I think that spirit behind um us as leaders is really about how can we make sure that we don't settle Mm. for um, the same old, you know, thing and just status quo. Leadership does require us to Mm. um, get out of our comfort zones And like I said, you know, stand firm for something, uh, even if it's not common yet, Mm. you know, it could be something very different and unpopular. But if you believe that it matters, then you have to be there, right? And so I love that the entire concept of uncommon.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
2: so as a as a as a platform it's it's um a leadership kind of network for mm-hmm. female leaders in Asia. Mm-hmm. And and so their interest is to empower us as uh women to become better leaders, uh, leaders who support each other while we uh, uh you know focusing on creating impact and positive change mm-hmm. so as part of this um, network right um they, the 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 platform offers um talks and workshops led by experts
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and then we have uh and, and these workshops and talks are both in person as well as online
1: right um
2: and then they have resources networking opportunities um, for us to meet in person through dinners, drinks and and they even have this very interesting thing called um coffee roulette mm-hmm. where you are randomly matched with someone from the platform and you're supposed to arrange to have coffee with the person yourself and and, and, and you go have conversation
1: mm. with
2: each other. and I thought that was that was really um yeah yeah, I mean it's fun, right? you you know what you're gonna get, but you know that there is intention to network with someone else. Uh, mm. who 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 cares about um leadership, who cares about supporting other women. That's uh, so that's the beauty of, of this uh, mm. platform.
1: Mm. Um,
2: personally, I think what has impacted me the most though is that um this platform allows me to be um in a small group, uh, we call it like a core group where we have regular meetups with mm. each other and mm. and and there'll be a coach um attached to the group. And the coach will facilitate regular mentoring sessions. And that's mm. something that I uh, always look forward to.
1: Mm.
0: Fascinating. And my last question to you, for you, Wendy, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own amazing journey as an entrepreneur, as a designer, as a human centric designer, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own journey and from our conversation?
1: Mm.
2: three lessons um i suppose uh, i can think about you know our conversation so far um from what i've been sharing i think one thing that um really stands out is that um human-centered design i would uh i i want to um i want to say that human-centered design is not just meant for designers.
1: Hmm. User
2: right. experience design is not just about the users, you know. So as much as the name says it, human-centered design is not just for designers. Hmm. User experience design. User is not just about the users, you know. That that right. These these are frameworks that um everyone can use um to problem solve and yeah. and these frameworks i think the beauty of them is they invite all the important stakeholders on at the discussion table mm-hmm. right and 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 it kind of tells you like what really matters mm-hmm. is the people correct right and it's about starting from understanding mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. so that's number 1 um so the, the the understanding is very important and that probably leads me to um lesson number two. Lesson number two I would say is then about empathy, mm. right? Why do we need to understand people? It's because mm. it allows us to gain empathy mm. for the people in the problem. Mm. So empathy is key to me. Um I would say empathy is key to enabling ourselves and others around us to mm. strive. That's yeah. why empathy is important. That's why we want to understand people. It's very. about enabling ourselves and others to strive. Mm. Um, and I would think of the third one. Uh, this is very personal to me because, mm. um, and I've shared this before um, in another interview. I would say, Never say never.
1: <laughs> Change good. is
2: a constant. Change is a constant. I, I think it's so important to keep an open mind yeah. because that increases our adaptability and our effectiveness as leaders.
1: Wonderful.
2: Um. Yeah, let me share with you a quick story.
1: Mm.
2: A few years ago, before mm. COVID became a thing, if someone asked me, would you and your team work remotely? Mm-hmm. I would say no, without batting an eyelid. I'll say no, no way. You mm-hmm. know, but fast forward today, um, my team, uh, at fifty five minutes, we've been working remotely ever since mm-hmm. twenty twenty, um, and mm-hmm. we are still working remotely mm-hmm. today. Of course, with every arrangement, there would be pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, you are sacrificing something, but at the same time you have benefits um, as well. But I, you ask me now today, would you think remote work is possible and um, feasible? The answer is yes. You Absolutely. know, so yeah, Absolutely. never say never.
0: Absolutely wonderful. And on that note, Wendy and your amazing lessons, you know, about human-centered design. You're so right the two words, human centered can apply to every aspect of our life, not just design, you know, relationships and everything else. Second, you spoke about empathy and how critical it is for the problem and how important it is to be able to strive. And the third one, which I really love was never say never, because you're so right, change is the only constant we have in our lives. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your journey. Thank you for speaking to me about how What are the background of the word of of your 55 minutes? Thank you for speaking to me about user experience, about inclusiveness in design, and about culture. Thank you again and good luck.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world.